welcome along to Nailtopia, Inside with the Insiders. I'm Rachel. In this podcast, we're going to talk to some of the nail industry's biggest and brightest. But I want to get to know the real them. I want to know their real stories. So come with me as we take a peek behind the curtain. So today, I am talking to the absolutely fabulous Denise Wright. Denise, please tell me all about yourself, who you are and what you do. Well, hi, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a long journey. What I'm doing now, I'm a salon owner. I've had a salon since I was 21. The salon I'm in now, we've been here 21 years this year. Um, so we're celebrating our 21st birthday, which is absolutely Woo-hoo. amazing. Um, yes, I'm a, a global educator and research and developer for NSI. So I travel all over the world and develop products for NSI. Um, I also am a competition director. So I do lots of competitions. I'm an international judge. And that's my present current job. So three jobs on the go. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's talk about the J word. Let's talk journey. Journey. Oh, Your journey into and through the wonderful world of nails. I've been backpacking through the nail industry all my (laughs) life. (laughs) Just my backpack's got bigger as I've gone through. Yeah, Yeah, it's quite quite an interesting journey, really, because I started out um, doing a hair and beauty college course because uh, the computers were taken over at that age. And believe it or not, my school wanted me to go into banking, which would have been absolutely a hilarious job for me. um, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Going to be my favourite one, but uh, and I just thought hmm, I wanted to be a um, physiotherapist, believe it or not, to start with, and um, but I didn't have enough uh, education to go into that. Oh. So I thought, well, if I do the hair and beauty, I can do the beauty side and go in for that. But believe it or not, that wasn't the path I wanted. I did my work experience in in a physiotherapy place. I thought, oh no, I don't want to do this. Really? Did I place? Yeah, I just thought, <laughs> no, this isn't me, this is too boring. Then I went into the hairdressers and I thought, oh, this is just too noisy, believe it or not. We know how noisy our uh-huh. nail techs are, but I thought this isn't for me. And uh, did my first job being a beauty therapist and they did nails and I was just like, oh my God, this was amazing. You know, because I used to bite my nails and, you know, to grow my nails was just always a pain. As a kid, I used to make them out of paper and then paint them with my mum's nail varnish and stick them on. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> I know, until they crinkled when you picked something <laughs> up. Then, you know, so it's quite interesting that even at that young age, I was still trying to make nails from yeah. out of all sorts of things. So, yeah, my first job was in a nail and beauty place and we used to have these big hanging drills and we used to you know, pile all this acrylic on and then drill them all off. It used to take forever. And I think that's where my logical brain started to go, you know, why are people making so much out of this? I'm a very logical thinker. Mm-hmm. So I used to watch people like the girls work and I was doing, I was a newbie. So I used to start off by, you know, doing the prep and then I maybe used to paint. And then I was so excited when I could actually like put a piece of acrylic on. I was like, oh, this is just so much fun. And of course I got the quickest and my nails used to be thinner because I didn't use so much product and you know it was quite quite nice to sort of grow in that side and then at 21 I got my first salon um that's young wow young yeah I told when I went to college I said I'd have my own business by the age of 25 and they <laughs> said oh what if you don't I went what do you mean what I do you mean <laughs> you're doubting so, me uh, yeah I did get 21 massive achievement so I was quite proud of that really so that was nice uh, yeah, worked on there. And then I started competing in competitions. And I thought, oh, got a bit of the bug for that. Um, you know, when you get into your first competition, you think you're absolutely amazing. And then you yeah. come like sort of 21st or something. You think, oh, maybe I'm not so good. But what that actually did for me was I'm a very competitive person, not necessarily with other people, with myself. And I just thought, oh, I need to work at this. So mm. I went back to the salon, looked at my score sheets, got feedback and really like honed in did practice did myself like a timesheet and the next time I went in I was like I said to my my model I said oh oh, we'll go after this went to pick up my bag and they called me as first place oh my god my heart was pounding that's amazing and I've got the the first picture of me and I'm hugging it was really big trophies where it's sort of from the floor upwards, it came to my knees. It was oh like my gosh. And I'm just fucking this trophy. And, I was like, <laughs> and that was it. I was absolutely hooked. 
Yeah. So, uh, and of course, back then it was only one one competition per year. So yeah. if you won a trophy, you held it for the whole year. And of course, then you got like two competitions a year, and then uh, which was the same for a long time. So yeah, I got the competition bug. So for that, I was like a sort of I, you had like one in the morning was acrylic uh, or gel, and then in the afternoon was sculpting. So I used to look at it and go, okay, edge my bets. When I won the tip and overlay, I thought, well, I've done that now. Let's go into sculpting. And then I won that. And then I used to edge my bets about, you know, okay, who's who would be in what and how many people be in what. And, you know, so then sculpting actually just became a thing, really. Yeah, I, I sculpt. I love sculpting. Yeah, I think it's when you get hold of a product and you can understand it and the way it works, I think the creativity of sculpting, it's not as hard as what people think it is. I agree. You know, I mean, when I first started, we didn't have tips. So I learned on sculpting and it's a beautiful art. If you can, mm. if you can do it, and half of it is your form. If you get yeah, your form definitely. on, definitely in a very, very good structured way, your product will just fall into place for you. Yeah, it's just the work. the same as doing a tip and overlay. And that's what people have got to get in their head, really. Yeah, so once I started competing from, from that, I was actually approached by um, colleges to, because we didn't have a qualification in nails. It was just all under the beauty ban. It was quite new then. Yeah. So colleges asked me to go teach in half terms and end of terms. So I used to do like the courses, you know, like half term and then do go back in the next half term and do all the tests and all things like that. Mm. And then government brought out that you couldn't teach in further education unless you had um, a teacher's qualification. Mm. So I went under University of Greenwich and did my certificate in education uh, degree. So I did that, which was uh, quite an achievement for me because remember, you know, I wasn't an over academic, but yeah. I, I just naturally, I think if you're a natural teacher, you find it quite easy to do that. Mm. So from there, Sitting Guilds then approached me and said, like, will you wow. write exam papers for oh, us? Oh, wow. On the marking thing. So I worked for Sitting Guilds and that was really like in a think tank and then writing questions and then marking. And then I worked with Habia because they wanted the um, the qualification to be expanded out. So I become advisory for a Habia Skills team member. So I worked with them for about ten years. So that was really interesting as well, sort of thrashing around what we thought should be in a qualification. Yeah. The qualifications that we're all doing now, you know, I helped develop and bring with a team, you know, which was nice, but with Habia and a good team That's around. Quite me. a little accolade that, isn't it? Like. <laughs> That was quite interesting because we assume these things just pop up. You know, yeah. there's a lot involved with that. And there was a lot of key people within the industry that I worked with, that are, you know, which are amazing, um, that worked with, alongside, you know, and they put my name forward to be to be introduced to it. And what I liked about it was to make it non-product biased. Yes. You know, that was the key definitely thing. important. It's a qualification. It, it's not about one company dominating the industry and, and colleges can get hold with that and run with it and that's what sitting deals with I work for VTCT as well so mm. you know which was which was great so in that time also you started doing videos were coming in quite good so I became worked with some fantastic people doing educational videos so I've done it on a one-to-one with a director I've been in um, a place where which totally blew my mind where there was actually a director with nine screens looking at you that was quite so I picked up quite a lot of directors you feel like a movie star well you felt like um it was actually like a studio with ladders everywhere and (laughs) less glamorous than you imagine (laughs) yeah Yeah, like zooming in on you just remember smile and look oh I think the hardest thing for me is actually reading off an auto cue that is just really really hard I'm better just letting me run with it really yeah I used to be quite shy believe it or not so yeah. when I used to go on stage and things like that I think, I think it took about seven years for my voice to stop shaking when I used to like introduce myself where yeah. like now as you know give him a microphone I'm, I'm there really. <laughs> <laughs> across the... we, we can both <laughs> chitter chatter then Denise can't we <laughs> oh yeah yeah I can put the hind legs off a donkey <laughs> so from that I've also done like uh, written for train magazines and columnists I did um I think on Big Brother, I've done QVC, so I've done selling on TV. Obviously, you know I do the trade shows, so yes. I've been on stage doing all things like that. Traveling all the world, just doing the judging. So with my own training school, you know, private courses and also MBQ courses. So I think really that's a full circle and, yeah. um, and keep developing. I think I'm quite a forward thinker. I think I can see trends and I'm, I'm quite 
brave enough to say, you know, oh, okay, yes, we need to introduce this, like off we go, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's kept me in the industry for a long time. So yeah, where do you think that came from then? This this ability to be able to see the trends. Have you always been when you were growing up? Were you that kid in school? Were you the the one that picked up the trends early? I don't know if I've not been. Um, like if you look at some of the like the texts out there. So if you look at people like Hazel, for example, she's yeah. so amazing. She comes up with these ideas and. And I just thought, think, wow, that's like great. What well, I am, so I'm not artistic, as in, give me a piece of paper. I'm not very good at drawing. Yeah, me either. But what I can do is give me an idea. So, say if you gave me a picture, mm. and you give me an idea. From that picture, I can expand from that. Yeah. So I say I'm more creative than I am artistic. artistic yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So from one idea, I can run with it. Yeah. I can expand on it, and I can see. And I think that's why I like the photographic side because. I'm I'm very visionary yeah. so I can look at something and go no that's not right so when I've done like front covers for example you know I can look at what they've given me and you go straight away I go no that can't work that needs to be bigger you know I've even done a photo shoot. I remember when we did it with um with Hazel she was in there doing the nails and I was directing it and they gave us the theme obviously mm. and we put it together it was under wraps for like six months but you know you're looking and thinking that's not going to work so I said to Hazel how long are you going to be she's all oh, about four hours so I literally jumped in the car, was in Manchester, <laughs> gone to the Trafford Centre, did a quick recce, grabbed all these things and like come back. And then it all sort of like pulled together, you oh, know, yeah. so I'm very visionary like that. Oh, that's so, good. Uh, yeah. And I think I've learned lots of lots of different skills. So from being the other side, doing the photo shoot, yeah. anyone who's out there that wants to do video and everything else, you know, you need to listen to your directors because they're the ones that are seeing on the camera. Mm. And you'd be, you know yourself when you've done video, what looks on the camera so easy, you are in the most contorted position. Oh, God. And, like that looking <laughs> and what you can't do is throw down your brush and go, I can't do that. You know, oh. you just have to go left a bit, right a bit like this and just... Yeah, <laughs> I tried to I tried to do a quick video the other day in the salon of um, of top coat in a glitter set because we all love a reveal of the glitter, don't we? And oh, you put absolutely. that top coat on and it just goes. You can never have too much glitter. Oh, well, could I get my arm around where I'd got my camera? Could I? Heck, as like. So I was like, yeah, this is a good job that this is it's not my job to be making videos because <laughs> and I do all whenever I try to do a like a little video or photos, I always think, gosh, those people that do all those YouTube videos, how do they do this? Yeah, you are literally Cirque de slaying the hell out of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then I have my hats off to people that do like London Fashion Week and things like that, yeah. because you are literally on the floor yeah. you're hanging off. You know, I mean, I've done a couple of celebrities. Um, in my lifetime which is you know always an interesting one mm. um i think not quite for me because i think i need a bit more of a fast moving thing because mm. you can just do one celebrity per day and there's a lot of sort of hanging around and things like that yeah i like doing i like doing like the big brother and everything else because again you're, you're interacting um there's a lot going on around you so i do like doing like yeah. film sets and, and yeah. movie stuff that's quite that's one of my years ago that was one of my favorite tv shows big brother i was obsessed with big brother buffing dermot's nails while, oh. uh, while talking about there was a, a oh. girl in the um who was in the house who had nail extensions on and so they rang me and said like can you come and talk out what issues she's going to have if she's in there longer than two weeks yeah <laughs> mm. Let well, me think about that. Her few, her few. Yeah, she needs to be sticking her hand through a hole in the diary room while yeah. you soak them off. <laughs> right, she's half you. She think they're going to be in there for like four or five weeks, but they all go in, don't they, with their lashes, their nails, anything else, and it just all falls apart. Over I the- say <laughs> this every year when they rock up to the I'm a Celebrity Jungle. So there's always a celebrity yeah. rocks up with some extensions on or gel polish, and I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah, what, what are you thinking? God, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think the lamp is like one of your yeah, you know, you think things to put in your backpack when you go. <laughs> one of your luxury items. I want a gel polish, top coat, base coat, and a lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, you talked there about competitions. Mm-hmm. So is your job now competition? How would you explain that competition? Well, I was a competition director, so I probably probably was the go-to person. I've done been a competition director for over 15 years. So and at 
one time apart from the scratch one I ran for all the magazines all the other competitions running that was from for Irish beauty for UK beauty for professional beauty so uh, which was a lot of competitions to run and I always tried to give a, a little twist on each individual one because you know they run by different magazines so it's only fair to make each one slightly different mm. and I think from being a competitor myself um, I remember that journey I remember how I wanted it to be fair you know I mean I have been in a competition in Dubai where because the sponsors were sort of quite close that the organizers came up to me and said oh because both one do you mind taking like a second place and I'm a bit like well, what can you say a bit like no if I've won I've won you know yeah and, yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that is how unfair yeah. I even went up on one of my ones I came fourth in one competition and I went up to one judge and she said, well, you won anyway. So what are you worried about? I said, no, I came fourth. And she went, oh, oh, um, oh, uh, well, this. And my score sheet had been uh, adapted. <gasps> and I thought, do you know what? You know, when I got into doing competition directing, I wanted to be that person that Fairness. made it an experience for the competitors mm. to say that there's someone to go to, you mm. know, not like a hierarchy where like, you know, you're frightened to like go please like you know I've got something oh I've dropped something on the floor can I pick it up or you know I wanted to be almost like the big mama that just everyone come to you know we've had tears you know I've cuddles I've given prep talks with nerves and stuff like that but I also wanted I understand the organization side of it as well with the magazines but they're not now techs so what looks on paper doesn't necessarily feed down into the text Mm -hmm. and I also wanted to make sure that the the judges because when I competed you know there was only a few really strong uh companies and you know there was a feel as competitor is it like product bias you know I mean on one of the, this is the story that come out later on you know like, oh I love good I, I came first and used to want used to win quite a lot of money then and I came first and because I didn't use the person's brand she literally <gasps> didn't let go of the check as she gave it to me it was almost like a little tug of war and I was a bit like <laughs> I was so embarrassed, you know. Yeah, you know, oh my what? God, that's, that's hilarious. Awful. You know, you don't, yeah. people aren't sponsors to make yeah. their people win. Yeah. To make the industry grow. So I wanted to, when I was invited to do that, I thought I want to be fair to the um, to the, the magazines that are running it because they're funding it and they have to understand it. If no one's ever guided them, they don't mm. know. And I wanted to be the person that makes it fair to control the judges, be, you know, making sure that it is a nominee. We do everything possible to make it anonymous. You know, that's why we got them to work all the models to wear black. So no one can say, you know, they've got something under you. We try and make it as anonymous as possible, yeah. you know. And funny enough, when you bring competitors over into judging, they actually do say to you, you really can't tell who they are. Yeah. Because you head down, you're too busy judging to even, you know, when you've got, we have 144 people over the two days. That's a lot of people to get yeah. through, you know, so... You haven't got time to go, oh, I think I'll give this one. No, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to. And that's why I also made the judging points from when I was competing. It was naught, one, two, three. Okay. So naught was good. And then three was like excellent. Well, if you get a naught, to me, that's you're telling me I'm rubbish. Rubbish, yeah. Right? Then if you go to five, you get people that want to give you 2.5. You know, yeah. and again, <laughs> the points between first, second and third are too tight. Yes. We're between one and ten. Yeah. And how we do it now is like one ten. Five is salon. Okay. So then four is is salon, but it's okay. Six is good salon. And then you get to your seven, eights, and nines and tens, obviously. And that allows the points between first, second, and third to be bigger. Yes. And you have a true winner. You know, so and that's that's yeah. why also instead of having three judges, we have the five. Again, no one can be biased yeah. yeah we had um uh, one of the earlier episodes was with katie barnes and she mm-hmm. broke all that down for me yeah. and because i i only ever competed once and I, oh gosh i can't even remember what year it was um i took my mum to somewhere in london maybe olympia and i was like never again it was so traumatic for me <laughs> it was like never again so but when she broke it down for me and was like duh, 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 and i was like i actually felt like Going, you know, when you get that kind of spark lit in you, I was like, I wanted to go out that day and compete that afternoon because I was like, I understand it now. Because at yes. the time when I did my competition, nobody had explained that to me. I was just like, oh, I'm like, I think I was like 18 for something. I was like, that's rubbish. 
I'm yeah. not. But isn't that feedback so important? Because like I did, I did a workshop in um, I did a workshop in in America with uh, Vicky Peters, and um, it was it was quite nice. It was a nice small workshop before a trade show the day before. And my thing was like smile lines, smile lines. It's all about smile lines because mm. I'm I was a pink and white girl, and um, and she said to me, she said your smile lines are fine. It's your sidewalls that lose your marks. And that's where you've got to understand how the points go up, what you think you're good at, what the judge thinks you do it's two different things. When you turn my nails to the side, my sidewalls were nice and straight, but I used to lose the points of my of my smile from the side. So and she said she showed me how to get around that and everything else. And I was, you know, never even saw it. Never even saw it. So it's very important to do like the workshops with you know judges or people that are competing or because that feedback is, you know, is even if you don't ever use it i suppose to actually go and compete it's going if you do competition training if you go into a class that teaches you how to do competition style nails you're going to learn so much about how to make your salon work just yes exactly yeah your salon work comes so much tighter and then you know being a business owner that's what makes your salon stand out from everybody Mm. else Mm. you know and you have to ride on the back of competing because it puts a buzz into the salon people love to say oh my you know i have now tech does competitions mm. suddenly they're just going to the little bog stand one down the road you know people get nail envy don't they and they yeah. get like oh maybe i'll go there then i you get know. nail envy with the other girls that work with me <laughs> yeah exactly because it's a massive talking point you know people yeah. are proud it causes a buzz yeah. and these days with social media you know you can cause an even bigger buzz it's good exactly marketing. and all these other things that i've mentioned from doing for things with like the sitting guilds and you know even like the advisory for like happier getting involved in all these amazing things traveling the world for nsi being a global educator you know all those sort of things would not have come around exactly. if i hadn't competed exactly you know, yeah what do you think about social media then for for a platform for getting word out getting your salon recognized getting working i think it has come the norm i think what um it is very time consuming um oh hell yeah that's that's the only thing i think it's a good medium and the things with salons is we're very busy people Mm. so to get everything out on that as well and to employ someone to do that all the time Mm. is know is uh it's not really viable so it is you know i say to people yes use it use it to build up your business you know keep it topped up um i think it's a good platform but there's lots of other different mediums we our main one here is word of mouth you know yeah um i think that's always been the best one hasn't it i mean if somebody really likes your work and tells a friend there's nothing nothing nicer than somebody coming in and saying oh yeah because you do my friend so and so yeah and that their nails are always so nice so they gave me your number well i've got a lady who moved from me locally and funny enough in my first salon i did her nails when i was an apprentice and then i didn't see her a while then she walked into my salon here um 20 years ago and she lived locally here i've been doing now she's now moved up to cambridge and once a month she travels two and a half hours down to have her nails done that's amazing that's right that's loyalty that's loyalty but it's all about competition and social media i mean we've changed again like you know we've locked down and everything else we, we were talking to the magazines we're talking to uk beauty and uh, who sponsored the zoom uh, competition we yeah. just did. and that was another thing it's like well how do we do that and i was just again chatting to hazel and i said mm, you know i don't know about competitions there must be a way we do it online but i didn't want to do it just by photos and we was actually just talking about education how it's moving um forward because on one of the scratch stars that we was doing we're both uh, were doing for service to industry yeah which, luckily, which was very obliged to win last year which was amazing yeah um, was you know well how how is zoom and things like that going into teaching online courses and stuff like that and she just said well can't we take the competition like via zoom and we was like fat i went oh, okay and you know what he's like well that's over to you then that's your yeah. <laughs> There you so, go. You take that. I was like, no, I could. And we crashed it. I went, let's just leave that with me. Let me throw it around a bit. So I wrote the rules and things. And we, we did a pilot scheme just uh, that was just finished last Monday, which was really, really good. And and it was nice that it was still live. You know, yeah. it was still live. You know, there's lots of screenshots going on as well. So we can home in on things afterwards. Um, and even what was quite nice, we did box live as well, as in people did their box, but 
usually the box people they come in don't they you just yeah. give your box over just hand go, your box okay, over tomorrow type of thing yeah <laughs> they're like how do you feel so we still got all their step-by-steps via email and stuff and they said it was actually nice to be felt as if there was part of the competition and actually yeah. interacting with the judges yeah and I thought it probably is because you've done this beautiful work and then you just give it to someone and someone gives it back and goes well done you know, they are so be... amazing some of those works as well oh, it, I, it must be months, months. Yeah. yeah it must be really nice then to not feel if you are if you are entering the box competitions that you're not feeling like you've just been trapped in your yeah. salon or in your workspace just creating these you feel feeling like you're part actually part of the competition well that's you... why they need their theme so early because yeah one lady said to me she takes it an average of four months to complete yeah. it do you, you think you'll keep that then for things like the box competitions yeah, we was going to, I was uh, chatting with the judges after and saying, like, do we actually need this to be alive? But then actually talking to the competitors, they actually said they felt more interactive with yeah. it being live and actually showcasing their work because the judges can ask them, they can see the judges marking them, you know, and they felt part of it rather than just pictures. So I think we will keep that. Yeah. And I was talking to um, UK Beauty who sponsored it. And um, obviously this year, the the show has been moved because it was going to be at Rico um, in May. Um, they've moved that to next year. So we're going to do a live Zoom awards thing. So it'd be quite fun. Everyone can do that. Oh. Like they'd on the telly. Everyone going. Yes. Glasses. Which would be like that. And then next year we'll have, um, we'll do it all the way through the year. And the show next year it's 22nd 23rd of may and we'll do the live results then at the live show next yeah. year so the one this year we'll do by zoom and then have a lovely big spread in the next uh, magazine run which would be in september i think yeah for that but yeah i think everyone liked it and and again it's it's that you're feeling you're competing someone's yeah. watching me and yeah for me it was great because i could actually see a lot more that was going on than if we're walking around you know so Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what I do with most of the people I talk to, yeah. I lie, it's everybody. I am nosy. I want to know who the real Denise is. I want to know everything about you. So I find the best way to do that is to ask what little girl, little princess at five, six, seven years old wanted to be when she grew up. What was your um, dream? I wasn't really a princess then. I was actually was a tomboy. Well, I was oh, okay. Upside down from a tree. <laughs> I was very much into sport, so I was um, more of a runner. I used to run for Dartford Harriers and doing runner to two hundred meters, not long distance, totally not boards. Everything, everything was like quick, fast, <laughs> anything like that. So I used to. You were a speed team. demon. <laughs> yeah, I was like the netball team, the rounders team. I used to love athletics. I was a good high jumper doing the frisbee. Really. Ball. Yeah, doing the frisbee fox. I was lanky, so were you? Long legs. Yeah. Did you did legs you shoot up early? early. <laughs> yes, but I could also throw because I was good in the in the rounders. For some reason, they used to put me in shot put because I could throw a ball. This is like slight little thing used to be like oh, <laughs> and the discus. Yeah, so I was very 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 sporty, and then um, when I got to about fourteen or fifteen, I took up badminton, believe it or not, and I played in the Kent leagues and I played for Kent wow so I'd, I've been competing from a young age I was always mm. in like competitions I was just about to say there's a theme starting to appear somebody yeah, has got a little that's what I mean. again competitive <laughs> like competitive myself I always wanted to be the best of whatever I could could be and do you so feel I that think... do you feel you're competing with yourself most of the time rather than yeah, and I think that's very important you know I was quite I was quite like I say I was quite shy I was, I was always quite chatty yeah but um so I was quite that was almost, I didn't really care what anybody else was doing because yeah. I wasn't confrontational like that. Yeah. I think it was about me. I wanted to be good, you know, because mm. then if someone gives you praise for being good that you've done yourself, that used to make me smile. So that yeah. was that sort of competitive nature, really. Um, and then again, when I went into college, I didn't really like school that much. I found it a bit, I, think, yeah. I wanted to just get on and get on with my life really so going to college I absolutely love so from there I think I sort of started to blossom yeah um still love doing hairdressing I still do a bit of hairdressing believe it or not yeah yes so yeah but then beauty was like my thing I quite like doing massage even the salon I'm not just an out tech yeah I do everything across the board of beauty and then uh yeah got really hmm so there was no childhood dream there was no irrational thing like marine biologist ballet dancer um, no, I wanted to be a PTI in the army. <laughs> oh, 
tell me where did that idea come from? <laughs> because I was thinking it was quite disciplined. Yeah. Um, I could train in lots of things. Keep Fitness was massive for me then. I was, I was like, I could keep really fit and get paid to do it. And then if I wanted to be like a thing, and then we sort of, I don't know from that, I'm thinking, then I was thinking, oh, I don't know if that's a bit aggressive. Got into nails. Yeah. And then, well, if you get into nails, I can't really. You don't want to be in the army because they don't like it when you have long nails. No. So I was thinking, well, that (laughs) won't work. So, uh, yeah. So I just just put my head down and got into my sort of beauty career, really. You know, I got into nails quite quickly. And then having the salon from 21, that's quite a mature thing for a young person. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's suspend reality for a moment. Imagine that the nail industry tomorrow suddenly didn't exist. Nobody was ever going to have anything in a beauty salon ever again. You had to find a completely different job. What do you think would spark your interest now? Um, probably, believe it or not, because some random things went through. Because in lockdown, there was that thing, wasn't there? Like, yeah. well, are we going to bounce back for this? You know, because my other go-to was always teaching. You know, yeah. I love to teach. I love to nurture people. Even in the salon, anyone I take on the salon, I push them to be the best they can. Yeah. So I enjoy teaching. Yeah, um, I only join teaching because I love what I teach. So I don't really want to go and do primary school teaching and everything. Yeah, else. I was but, about to say, would you? What would you? Would you specialize in a subject like geography, or would you? No, definitely not. No, <laughs> no. I think, and that that was quite interesting because that thought did cross my mind. As yeah. in, because obviously I, I couldn't go to the teaching route because I'd be teaching something that might be obsolete. Yes. So well, what could I do? And then I was thinking, well, I love hair, so yeah, um, doing the hairdresser. So I probably would just fall into the hairdressing. Yeah. But if everybody needs a haircut, everyone needs a haircut exactly. And I like doing coloring and things like that. I used to, you know, I've always kept that aside up. Always been paranoid about being unemployed, isn't that really weird? So I've always had something else in my basket that I turned if one industry went went down. Um, But the only other thing I think I'll probably do would be either an estate agent because I'm quite nosy and I love houses. I totally agree. (laughs) Totally agree. Me and my husband do this thing, you know, whenever they're building new estates. Mm. Uh, even if they're like an hour's drive away, if I find out a new estate's being built, I'll say to my husband, can we go and do new house porn? Yeah. Can we go look at the new houses? How people use space in their house and everything else. I love that um, TV programme, is it House Made Perfect? You know, yes. the, the walls come down. I oh. think that's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We love that. So I should probably do that because I'm good with people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a stressful time. Because the other thing I probably would do would probably be almost like a counsellor or something like that yeah. because I'm very good with people yeah know, I'm quite good sit people down I'm, I'm quite a calming influence I think yeah I that. think that's 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 a nail that's a nail and beauty industry thing the amount of times yeah. when I've asked this question I get people saying yeah or even when they were growing up they considered they wanted to be counsellors it's a ongoing theme definitely I think yeah. we're just very if to I be in the beauty industry feel happy I think yeah. that's the thing you know yes I think there's so much horrible miserableness in the world you know mm. and people don't have to be horrible and there are doesn't matter what what is going in on your life do you know one thing that changed um my life for me when I was a, a teenager about hmm, probably about 14 15 someone said to me if you don't like your your life you're the only one that can change it mm. and very you know, powerful you sort of think yeah that yeah. is actually true so that's so if you're in a job you don't like you're yeah. the only one that change it yeah you know if you're not happy in yourself you're the only one that can change yeah. it. and what you have to find is that thing that flips that coin because the other thing I've always said to people is okay like when people bring me a problem for yeah example, I say, right you've got to flip that coin because there's always an A and a B side yeah so, you know say like for example say take the virus that we've had yeah okay now flip that coin what's it down what's the, the flip side to that yeah okay those of you have then reevaluated your life and probably yeah. come out with a better balance. I bet a lot of you have gone on and done webinars and, you know, brought new things into your into your skill level. Yeah. Some of you have diversified and had to look at finances and made you a better person from mm. it. So there is always a flip side, and that's what mm. you've got to do. You know, when it's sinking into you, flip yeah. that coin. Some of us started a podcast. (laughs) There you go. New skill level. Instead of talking to the dogs, I'm like, they're just not listening. (laughs) 
exactly so there's always you know there's always a, a flip side some people yeah. have gone walking some people got fitter some people mm. have changed their diet you know because they've had time to do it I totally so, agree know. for the horrors yeah. it has caused a lot of people if they sit down and are 100% honest with themselves it, yeah. ha- it has reevaluated a lot and they have learned a lot or gained a lot as well as lost and yeah you know, it's it's but always flip that coin. If you're not yeah. happy what it is, flip that coin. Find a positive out of every negative situation. Yeah. And it will help you through life. Yeah, and don't wait for a pandemic to do it. Oh no, absolutely. We'd rather not have a pandemic. <laughs> if not, I'll be doing an estate agent. If you want to sell your house, give me a shout. <laughs> oh my word, I love it. Um, so you talked there about uh, you loved sports uh, oh, yeah. and being fit when you were younger. Yeah. So when it comes to hobbies now, do you still pursue, is it things like running and gyms and stuff? Do you have yeah, any hobbies? Still, well, I kept um, the bantamat for a long, long time. And then when I, when you have children, obviously things have to change. Uh-huh. They change, you know, when they came along, I couldn't then go off and do play all these different sports. So I probably wasn't, uh, the sport went to the side for a long time, I used to dip in and out of it. Yeah. Um, but all my friends around me are, are people that have been lifelong friends that, yeah. play sport my partner now you know used to be a squash player and he used to play badminton and sport so you know that that is still that side of it I must admit when we do like kids parties we get quite competitive doing the tug of war and the sack race <laughs> it's quite interesting, really. when I first met him I was like I, I, I did for the for everyone who's out there I did win the sack race and that's only because I launched myself <laughs> determined to win <laughs> it killed me <laughs> um so yeah, I think at that side of it. So I'm not sporty in that side now, and I don't run anything else. But what I do do, I do Pilates. So I do oh, that yeah. Yeah. And three times a week. So that's my fitness level. So I'm not really a, a runner, a jogger, but I'm a very active person. Yeah. You know, D- did your around. kids grow up? How many kids do you have? I have two. Two. I have uh, one who's uh, twenty, coming up twenty-seven this year. She's in Barcelona, <gasps> and my son who's uh, 20, 25, 26 this year. Are they uh, are they big into fitness and sports as well? Did they or? Yeah, um, my son plays a lot of golf. um, But he was always like football, and now he plays a lot of golf. I think that matures when they get older. Um, My daughter is always a netball player. Yeah, and then when she went to uni, she got into lacoste. And I'm like, so I've got a lacoste stick in my loft. (laughs) That is the most random thing. Have you become Harry Potter or something? You know. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did either of them want to go into the beauty industry? Were were they inspired by what you did, or? Um, no, I think my son would have made quite good because he's like me. He's very chatty and yeah. he's very people orientated. My daughter, she's. I think she. When I taught, um, do you remember Alison that used to do the competitions with me? uh Ali oh yes sorry yes yes Yes. yeah Ali so she used to be my she's my best friend but also she used to run my salon for me so when I was teaching her to do nails Emily must have only been about 10 years old so Emily had her nail trainer and Ali had her nail trainer (laughs) so from the age of 10 my daughter could do nails and and she did like gel polish when she went into uni to like um hide her over but I think she doesn't suffer falls lightly so I don't think she's got that um, yes Mm. yeah that sort of softness just should we go what are you doing or oh, what color do you want I've only got I've got something on it you know it should be <laughs> off, I think. but what is quite interesting I think when the arty came if the art had come in earlier yeah you might have had a bit more interest it was just sort of pink and white than the art yeah so, I mean yeah she's more, just... more dynamic she wants to travel the world and she's more uh, her brain is much more fast working for that she's yeah you know, she's got a very sort of fast paced job now and that's definitely her where Lewis is like me, quite laid back, quite people orientated. Yeah. That's why, you know, as a plumber, again, in some ways, very artist, pipe work is very neat. Yes. You know, well, he did his A levels, believe it or not, in photography, and decided he wanted to be a cameraman. And I was like, in my interest, I was like, yay! You know, I was like, oh, can you photo some nails and we could maybe do a front cover together? And he's like, no, nails are boring. <laughs> so I think he's still got that artistic eye. Yeah. It just brings it into plumbing now. So yeah. <laughs> pretty pipe work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So what's what's coming up for you in the immediate future? Uh, in the immediate future is um, still developing the salon because obviously bringing it back up to speed for oh, gosh, yeah. all the lockdown. I think you know a lot of people have got the salons and businesses of like head mm. down doing that. Um, still doing research and development for NSI. I've done that all the way through lockdown. Mm. 
can't wait to start traveling again to go out there which is really great mm. i have taken a step back from uh, one of the magazines competitions you know for time wise um i think it was online i want to get back i had to say to nsi that i'll go back on to doing demoing on the shows because everything was going online yes in space. so i've I said to them yeah that's what I want to do so yeah um, but so I'm going to do the zoom competitions because I can time scale it in with what I do a lot yeah. easier so you might see me back at the shows doing all the demoing for NSI so come and see me on the stands oh yeah yeah definitely go along to that guys that'll be amazing yeah watch. definitely oh well I, I love that anyone you know give me the stage and the microphone and a demo station I'm well away you know and we've brought up so many new products it's just you know things never stop and that's what's been quite nice in lockdown that we've seen a lot of companies still developing still launching new products so still believing in the industry Mm. which is amazing because I usually go up to the states to Philadelphia about three four times a year you know we've got the universities I travel all over the world teaching for them you know with the um you know purple educators purple platinum educators only four of us in the whole world so we travel around doing all the universities for NSI so we will be doing one in the UK so another one to look out for yes um, and the universities are a little bit more in depth. It's not just the training. It's actually you're the first ones to see all the new products. We take you to a totally different level of understanding. And it's just, you know, it's that thing that now techs are hungry for now. Yeah, I think that's become something. Um, I, I'm, like I explained to you just before we started recording, I'm a little bit of a geek. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'd spoke to Holly Skippers about this. When there are certain types of texts, there's those texts that, are into the art and then there's texts that are uh, science geeks yeah so i'm a structure girl yeah exactly we like to know what's happening with the product we like to know the science behind it we like to know why it does what it does and when it does it and how it does it um Mm. and it doesn't mean that just because you're artistic that you don't know your products but when you're a bit of a science working with with oh, just definitely. pure plain structure yeah and, and I think what if you understand your products and why it does what it does it helps you actually when it's not working for you don't blame the product that's yeah find out why it's not it might just be something really daft of, of what you exactly. how you're working it because you're yeah. not understanding how it works I mean I can remember when I first was an out and people used to talk about free radicals all the time and you go oh yeah 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 and then yeah. they go <laughs> you know, and you couldn't google it either under the table no, exactly you know so what it is now is just stripping that back and not making it complicated you've got texts that have been around a long time that are ready to absorb that yeah Your new texts aren't ready to absorb that no so you've got those the ones that new texts that need the education to improve the skills then you've got the ones with good skill levels who actually go well, actually, why does that work like that? Yeah. Why is that different? And yeah. don't forget, years ago, we had acrylic or gel. That was it. Yeah. Now we've got acrylic, liquid and powder system. You've got your gel. You've yeah. got hard gel. You've got soft gel. You've got soak off gel. You've got oligmas at OLED. You've got oligmas at UV, you know. And you've got the acrylic gels. You've got the... And you've got poly paste. Builders, got, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Exactly. So it's quite confusing. And I think... Um, having things like university is you learn about it all mm. and then you can pick what you have in your salon because most mm. people won't have everything in their salon because it's too confusing to actually explain it to a customer and that's the thing it's not just because just because we understand it and I think we're guilty sometimes of having a client sit across from us and and we talk to them as if they've got any product knowledge and I think yeah. we we <laughs> we don't we don't kiss we don't keep it simple stupid for them um, and we are guilty of showing off a little bit sometimes with our product knowledge and a client's going, you just said a word that I have no idea what it is. So can yeah. I just have the thing I understand? So they wouldn't well, how many times have they come into you and say, oh, I have gel nails. Yeah. But actually what they need is gel polish. Yes. So on the phone. Oh my gosh. When they so ring us, they can have gel nails. gel nails and then you want a gel polish. You know? What do you so- mean by gel nails? And they're mm. like, well, my, my, my lady does, that I used to go to does gel. Okay. So is is it in a pot and do they use a separate brush to put it on or is it a colour? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, uh... Or they're booking like, for oh, a manicure. Yeah, and I've done that before. They're booking a manicure, but actually they want gel nails or they want nail extensions. Yes. It's a totally different service. So, yeah, we're all free of that. But you, I think the thing with the knowledge is that yeah. when you do have that difficult client, you need to bring the knowledge out to yeah. improve. They do like to tell you how to do things. Yeah. You know? I think and, they test you sometimes, don't they? Yeah. and it's Just throw a big word in. Just, just throw in exothermic reaction and then see. Yeah. 
And as soon as you start breaking it down, well, this happens because this, this, and this, and this, and what you're feeling is this, this, and this, and why your nail looks like this, this, and this is because A, B, and C, you know, yeah. because sometimes you have to explain that to them mm. for, you, for you to get them up sort of on board because yeah. they're blaming you for what's happening to their nails and it's not. Yeah. I had a client. That... One. You'll love this one. I had one Go lady. On um, she's been a client for mine, you know. I do love you, you know who I'm talking about out there. <laughs> Did my head in for six months. She's like, she came in every week telling me that her top coat is not lasting. And I was like, but it was only on one hand. And I said, if it's not, you know, it's going dull. And I said, well, if, it's, if it was something you're using, it'd be on both hands. Yeah. If it was a product, I'd have everyone coming back with. Yeah. So it's something you're doing. And it wasn't all on five, it was just four fingers, but the thumb was fine. I said, it's something you're doing. No, no, no. So every week I'll be re-top coating her. Then after six months, she came in, she went, I've got apology to make you. And I said, why is that? She said, I know what was happening to my top coat. And I said, why is that? She was just redecorating my daughter's bedroom. And it's where I tuck her duvet in and they were scraping down the wall because she's got some colours down the back of the bed. <laughs> oh my God. See, <laughs> clients, this job would be so easy if we didn't have them. <laughs> Yeah, I had a client for years and years and she would say, I don't want them. I don't want them bumpy. And I'm like, what does she mean bumpy? And she, what she meant was no apex. She wanted them completely flat. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, no. And I was like, what do you mean bumpy? What do you mean bumpy? Like the bump, the bump. What yeah. Do you mean the bump? yeah. I don't, I don't leave bumps in. And she, she's like, no, the bump. And what she meant was flatten them. And I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, no, uh, th- that's just a step too far for me because then you'll be back in a week saying they've all fit, fallen off. But yeah, the, sometimes they, they are hilarious, but we do love them. They keep us on as toes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I went, I had to go and do for, um, for the local council once, I had to go and do an investigation in, in a salon. And so I had to go and have my fingers and toes done. And they actually put tips on my toes, which was quite interesting. And um but the thing is, they left them too long. So as I walked across the floor, they used to <laughs> tap the floor. So I said to them, like, you know, can you just take them down a bit? They're a bit long. You know, I was like, yeah. matter, 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 matter. And I was a bit like, oh, okay. But I was just, like, <laughs> just like, I was going, walking across the floor, going, clink, 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 clink. I mean, <laughs> I, I like my toenails a little bit longer than most people do, but there's a well, point that, where when they are touching the floor. Think, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back probably a good 25 years ago. So... When people started having on the on their toes, they were doing exactly what was on the fingers. Yeah. We didn't have real polish. I mean, you wouldn't dream of doing that now no, unless it was like no. an absolute must because you've got so many different products that could, that could do a better job than that. But I didn't actually expect them to put them on my toes. <laughs> so like, oh, okay. Ooh, okay. How hard was that not to let on that you already knew that they were doing something not proper? Well, do you know what? Especially when you have like... Um, they had, believe it or not, obviously, you know, I'm working for an SI and they had three yeah. things on there. And they tried to tell me that they want to charge me five pounds more because they had um, this special liquid. And I can't remember what they said it was now. It had um, something in it and they wanted to charge me five pounds more than this other liquid. But the trouble is it had an NSI label on it. So I know what exactly what was in there and yeah. it wasn't what she was saying. <laughs> so they uh, were pouring different like- chemicals into someone else's thing and then coming out with this spill to just charge you more. So mm. that, that I had to bite the tongue off really, you know, oh, really dear. badly for that one. Oh you know, dear. But, so yeah. long-term then, if that's all immediate future, that we just talked yeah. about a while ago. What's your long-term goal? What are your long-term wishes? Well, I love doing what I do for NSI. I love research and development. And I think I have done, if you actually look at my career, I've, I've probably ticked most mm. of the boxes. And the one thing that I really Oh, I'd say to, so. <laughs> yeah, one thing I really wanted was the service industry because I do feel I've helped grow the industry in lots yeah. of different ways, as in the qualifications, as in... Yeah showing people what you can do so I think now it's very hard for me to take on new things because I'm a bit like do you feel like you've peaked (laughs) no I think I'm looking at because don't forget I'm what 53 53 this year so um, you're supposed to say I look 25 Um, (laughs) I was just I was just thinking 50 53 days 53 weeks what is she talking about yeah so I'm looking at things now as in um taking new things is how much time I've got to actually give to it yeah I think what I'm doing now is actually I've done I've 
I've broadened everything as in I've ticked that bit and I've dabbled in what I can do now is go oh, I enjoy doing that I'm running with that I enjoy yeah. doing that I'm running with that and I do do that and I've just got to let go of some of these other things because Create I have more time. So time yeah yeah, yeah. So I, what I'd like to do forward is actually do the things that I actually enjoy doing mm. so I'm enjoying doing the the, the zoom I'll we'll do that mm. uh, for that as long as that runs um because I, I can which is yeah. nice keeps my hand in the in the in the competitions which yeah. is nice I love doing the traveling I'll still keep doing that for NSI um and you'll still see me at the trade shows and believe it or not I think I'm, I, I love still love doing salon work yeah grounded and I've I've never become an educator or an ambassador that has lost touch I still work every day in the salon so when I'm not traveling not doing the competition yeah. not stage work or anything else I am still every day yeah doing customers it's so, an addictive environment isn't it salon it especially is, when it's important for the research and development because I'm yeah. not just sitting there going oh that's a nice product yeah we're on with that I'm like no leave it with me yeah. I'll take it back yeah you know I'll get true results back before mm. we go yes that's nice yeah you know, yes we're wrong with that yeah you know, so, so for that I think you know that's what I enjoy doing so that's just what I'm doing I've, someone said to me I should always write a book but I think I've missed that that one I've been in featured in books as in like yeah uh, put things in there for people mm. and photos and things like that but um I think with social media and online stuff I've probably missed that boat now I've never really had the time yeah that's probably the only thing really no biographies that. come in uh, in the next few years then the life <laughs> and times Life and time. Probably if I wrote a book, it would be what you can do with your, you know, with your skills. Yeah. You know, to let people, almost like a coaching book, what you can do, make people think outside the box. I think people get, you know, when I first went into the industry, you was either an outtech, a teacher, or you owned a company. That was it. Yeah. You know, we're now Born Horizons. And I'd say to people, have a go at everything. Yeah. But don't try and be everything to everybody. Yeah. You need to then, once you've tried everything, you can then go, right, that's what I'm good at. Mm. that's you know what I like doing and then just let the other things go because you can't do everything yeah would that be your advice to people coming into the industry then yes I'd say you, you need to dabble in everything mm. and then what you need to do is find out what you're good at what you're good at rather and what is commercially for you and then the things that don't feel you have to be pushed into that direction if that's not what you are there's so many different avenues you can go mm. down you know and choose the one that's best for you really and be good at it you know and train go always oh, update yeah always i mean update. that's important you never stop, learning. You never you never stop learning. learning in this you can learn for it just from conversations just from watching things going on courses if you can mm. take one thing two things three things back from any course or anything that you do then that's a bonus mm. well i think that is the perfect place to say denise thank you so much for talking with today talking to me today um mm. I am so honored you agreed to do this and oh, it's been a pleasure thank you for asking uh, me my little happy dance came out when I got your message back again saying <laughs> yes I'd be, I'd be honored and I was like doing my little happy dance it's not attractive to watch people but um <laughs> just to... my happy dance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing all the things that you've got coming in the future thank you yeah. I know, but it's always been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Nailtopia Inside with the Insiders. If you have enjoyed it, you can show me your support by heading over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Nailtopia, where you can help keep me in Yorkshire Tea and Savvy Bee, enabling me to keep chatting to nail industry insiders with the stories you just need to hear. You can also check out what else Nailtopia is about on both Facebook and Instagram.